are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery. One taste is all it takes. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman and I'm all about all food all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it. I love to cook it. I love to eat at restaurants, anything food related. So I'm a kosher personal chef. Uh, my business is called The Aussie Gourmet. I also give cooking classes. I cater people for Shabbat, Yom Tov, Pesach, small parties. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, I'm your gal. All right? So I hope you will tune in and hear about my cooking adventures, kosher food traveling, and sharing great food ideas and recipes each week. But I also want to hear about your food experiences too. Please feel free to email me at naomi at nachomsiegel.com. Join my fan page, The Aussie Gourmet, and follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and now join my newsletter. Share share any of your food experiences with me. A two-way food conversation. If you eat it, share it. Clearly, I'm not Naomi Nachman, but I'm pretending to be tonight. <laughs> I just said that was hilarious. Do I really sound like that? I love it. No, you do a lot better job. Trust me, you're much better at being Australian than I am. Because <laughs> I am Australian. But, but that was really fun. You're hilarious. <laughs> oh my God, too funny. So we're turning the tables here today because... It's a Purim show. We're turning the tables for two. So we are flipping it around. Um, yeah, this was hilarious. We actually thought about doing this. Like a year like ago. Like a year ago. And I'm so excited we finally did this. <laughs> I always imitate her when I'm talking to her. It's kind of like this bad habit that I have is uh, imitating and, people with accents to you, their face. You, you, and, you and every other American. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. I have so much fun. So I'm really excited we did this. So thanks for having me on and oh. letting me be you. <laughs> okay, so now you're going to interview me. So, yeah. So we're turning the tables here, and I'm going to interview you for once. Oh, that's, that's exciting. I'm actually, I'm actually a little nervous. Don't be nervous. This is fun. I'm putting you in the hot spot because okay. normally that's me. And I want to hear about your new cookbook, Naomi. Exciting. Hi, Dini. Oh, my God. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you for coming. <laughs> Did you find parking okay? I, I found parking. That's parking. Parking. <laughs> parking was fine. I actually took the Long Island Railroad in this morning because I want to go to the farmer's market nice. to buy some fruits and veggies for Purim Sura. Nice. Yeah, it's always fun they over there. good stuff there. I haven't been there in forever. Oh, my God. We must go there. It was unreal. And they have a kosher bakery there. No, they don't. So it, I promise you they have a kosher bakery. And it says kosher gluten-free, so I'm always a bit... You know, sus about that. Yeah. That's a very Australian word to say, sus about sus that. about that. Like from the word suspicious, you know. You. Ah, so, so I um I, like I um asked for the tuta, mm-hmm. and then it had the vad harabanud of Minneapolis. Yeah. And I ca- actually called them, and I followed through and checked them out, make sure it was great, and it was amazing. You're and amazing at that. I feel like you always know. Like a good kashrut or not. Like right. I feel like you're the person that I go to if oh. I need to know if something's kosher or not. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so it was amazing that I bought like radishes. Radishes and carrots must be really in season because really? there was like seas of, sea of carrots. No way. I thought summer. Yeah, I know. I was shocked. Huh. But lots of radishes, beautiful radishes. Nice. And we're getting into like pea season, asparagus, I think. With yeah, it's spring. just starting. It's just starting now. Oh, excited so. for spring. So excited. Yeah. So let's talk about your book. Spring season, you Spring know, Chaka Aviva cookbook. Pesach, yeah, so excited. It's been a wild ride. I am number one on Amazon. They that ordered. That is amazing. Thank you. That is amazing. You told me they ordered your second, like, second thousand. round. They ordered six hundred right, uh, right when we first released it, and now another thousand. That is so impressive. And that happened fast. fast. Everything happened fast it, here. I feel like you wrote it and then you were promoting it. Like it's just all flew. I, I got the call October twenty seventh. I, I looked this up yesterday. October twenty seventh, which I believe was two days after Sukkot. Oh my And gosh. the book was I got the book in my hand February twenty fourth. No, so you wrote all the recipes between October So a lot of the recipes I actually owned. Like owned. I mean, I wrote them over the last, you know, I've been doing my Pesach catering and Aussie gourmet stuff for 14 years. Uh So recipe writing was done. I would say 50% I already had. Um, Some of them were just in my head. So that means they had to be written, tested, 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 tested. (laughs) and then sent out to be tested to a wonderful group of friends. Um, And some people I didn't even know. There were friends of friends who said, oh, Naomi Nachman, let's help her out oh with her cookbook. So had wonderful nice people. community. Amazing. People are just so wonderful. So um, so we wrote, you know, we had those recipes. And then as we were going, like as Miriam and I were doing the photo shoot, Miriam Pascal, my photographer. Those, uh, photo- those pictures are phenomenal, by unbelievable. the way. Unbelievable. Like, the yeah. book is beautiful. They're unbelievable. Thank you. Such and a good um, job. And we were working on, say, like the coleslaw recipe. And, and we just, I was ha- I was going to do a jicama slaw. And it was great. And it's it was 
you know, it's, it was in my head and when I had to put it on paper, it just wasn't coming out right. I was really frustrated. So one night, it was like literally six o'clock. Yeah. Or like, okay, let's just make supper and then we'll come back to the photo shoot. I said, all right, we have a bag of cabbage. What can we make a dressing with and we'll use this We'll make it for dinner, and if it works, we'll be, we'll put in the book. Mm-hmm. So we you, t- you start off with recipe writing, not with ingredients, but pen and paper, right? Yep. So what are we going to do? We started thinking like shallot and and cilantro or parsley and jalapeno and lime juice. I'm like chimichurri coleslaw. Yum. So like that came together literally in the middle of the photo shoot. Things like that happen. I feel like all the time. You open your fridge, and I find that when I'm limited with what I have. That lets me be more creative. Don't you find that? Like Absolutely. you use what you have and you would never think to necessarily put cilantro in it, but you thought of it because you happen to see it in your fridge. Right, exactly. It helps you be more creative. That's very cool. And would you say for the most part the recipes in this book are more traditional? Are they – I see you have a poke recipe. I have a recipe. poke recipe. Yeah. So I love to travel. Um, I'm absolutely addicted tra- to traveling, which a lot of people know about me. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to go to Hawaii with our very good friends. We went oh, nice. for my husband's big birthday. We went with good friends to Hawaii and we traveled around the islands. I did it all on points, by the way. Nice. Good <laughs> so, for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm the queen of points. It's supposed to be beautiful. It, w- it was beautiful. And we went to like they have Whole Foods there and like regular supermarkets that we have. Um, and I always like to look. I like – I know I can't buy a lot of the food because it's not kosher, but I like to look and I like to see in the takeout counters what is local food in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. What do they sell as their takeout? Like we have coleslaw and deli right. gourmet glut, right? So what do they eat in, you know, or in New York? They have, you know, all kinds bagels, of bagels, pizza. pizzas. Like that's very cultural food to New York, but what's in Hawaii? So poke – P-O-K-E, that's how it's spelled poke, but it's pronounced poke. And that's street food there. And they just sell it out of the counter. They also have a lot in Alaska where fresh fish is so, like, you can just go into the ocean and pick up a salmon, you know. Um, And it's become very trendy here. Yeah, it became trendy here. um, And I was like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, (laughs) no, I've been doing this for a while. I remember we did this demo together years ago. And I remember you demonstrated that. I was doing these quinoa corn cakes. I remember you were doing that poke. Cooking for a cause. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That was like years ago. Yeah, so. um, Head of the trend. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Trendsetter. (laughs) Just not in clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So so I I love lachmajin. I love Sephardic food. I love hummus. How am I going to get that this into our Ashkenazi Pesach culture. Yeah, that hummus. Okay, can we just talk about this hummus recipe because I've never seen anything more creative. Thank you. Coming from Dini, who's so creative and talented herself, no, no, no. you should be following her on Snapchat and Taste <laughs> Made. She's a star actually in her own right. So, No, but this is like really creative. I wouldn't have even thought of this. This is like... It literally hit me over the head. I don't know how it came to me. How did you, you know, think of these We make edamame hummus, right? You take edamame beans, you grind them. Exactly. Yeah. And then you throw in the cumin and the garlic and the lemon and you're good, right? Okay, so, but this recipe, quinoa. I know, it just came to me. But you can't over-process, it becomes gummy. We went right, through quite a few rounds of testing. So what's in it? So it's quinoa, it's pine nuts. Pine nuts. What's your kosher face that? Yeah, garlic, lemon juice, cumin, which is now, I bought yesterday, Perig OUP. Really? OUP. You can have cumin on Pesach. Um, Libas also makes it with a P. Huh. Yes. And so. it's actual, it's like imitation? What is no, it? no, no. It's cumin. I think, no it, I don't know what, how it. All of a sudden it. All of a sudden. I, I should, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Rabbi Elephant from the OU. Yeah. I'm going to get him down maybe, here and ask him that process. Yeah. Maybe it grows differently and not next to wheat or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. like that or it's processed differently. Who knows? Yeah. But that's very cool. We're going to get that answered for you. Awesome. Okay. Well, keep posted. Um, so yeah, very, very creative recipes. I'm I'm loving the book already. I'm thankfully going away this Pesach, so I don't need to cook, but yeah, I highly are, recommend Where are you off to? We are talk off, about it. <laughs> I'm off to Whistler, actually, which oh. is fun. Whistler, um Pesach what, on the Mountain. What are you gonna oh. be doing there? Cooking demos, just like you. We got it. We nailed fun. it. But <laughs> oh, you're amazing. You're doing all the cooking pre she's still cooking for Pesach. So if you wanna No, 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 oh, don't no, do sorry, not call sorry. me. I'm sold out. <laughs> don't call me. <laughs> Yeah, she's actually telling me that she, she just closed off. Her, I just uh, closed off my orders. I, orders. I'm already cooking. I already cooked Amazing, soups though, yesterday. You're, you're completely booked up. Yeah, it's good. I don't know how she But I'm using all. a lot of the recipes from my cookbook. So people can now, like, whatever I'm making uh-huh. for my clients, you can make too. And people have been making fo- my food all week for dinner. I love that. Or for Shabbos. You could really make these recipes all year long. That's what I always say about Pesach food is that 
unless you're making like kugels or you know anything super heavy, you could just make a nice fish, roasted chicken, roast any kind of meats, any lean proteins. You could make any of the vegetable side dishes. You could, I find it an opportunity to eat pretty healthy on Pesach. That's how I see it. Right. It doesn't the, have that, to be so different. Than that's exactly what I'm, what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I have quite a few kugels in my book because kugels are actually really good mm-hmm. for prepping ahead. And freezing, they freeze Which you well. do a lot of also. Yes, definitely. That's also a really good tip for people that are making Pesach on their own at home is freezing. Freeze, 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 freeze. Freeze, freeze, freeze. Yes. But it's all about the defrosting. So it goes in my book. It's filled with tips mm-hmm. that I share with my cousin that I I do for myself. You never, ever, ever defrost a kugel, ever. Really? Okay. It goes from the freezer. To the oven? To the oven. Why? That's a really good Because tip. then it gets mushy, right? All the, condi- the little icicles that form yeah. that make something frozen, right? That's okay. how it freezes, right? When yes. The chemistry. So you don't want that to defrost because, you know, when something defrosts, it gets condensation, what? right? You don't want that. That's the, all the water makes food soggy. So you take it from the freezer into the oven. The oven evaporates all those little icicles so it and make it... it becomes soggy. So if you do want to freeze a potato kugel and serve it the next day, defrost it. Not Don't defrost it, sorry. You take it from the freezer. Directly into the oven. Into the oven. Let it warm up. Then cool and put it in the fridge till wow. you want to put it on the blech no the next way. day. And yeah. does it matter covered, uncovered? Um, You can start off with it covered and then uncover it to crisp it up. But right. Yeah. That is a really, really good tip because I, I get asked those questions all the time, how to defrost it, how to store it. That's really good to know. Yeah, I yeah. Never knew you that. can tell them to buy my book if you want any fr- freezing yes. tips. Yes. No, I saw that. like a whole section on freezer tips and on every single recipe on the bottom, it says how to freeze it, how to store in advance. And that's really important for Pesach because it could be overwhelming. There's so many meals and you need to do some prep in advance. Right. And But just in general, you know, try to think like if you're making something for Shabbos, mm-hmm. right, you're making a French roast. I, I happen to use people go, what's a good French roast recipe? Huh? And I say, I go to the Kosher Palette by Susie Fishbein and Sandra Blank from yeah. Kushner back, the back in the day. I feel like right? Absolutely. And I make, that's my French roast recipe, recipe, but I don't make one at a time. I would never make anything once. Really? I double it even during the year, September, October, November, like any time that's of the year. Smart. And I freeze it. They slice well. They fr- and then it's in all the sauce, put the sauce all over the sliced mm-hmm. meat, and then you freeze it, label it, and date it. Because nobody, you don't want to go, oh, what's in here right. three months later? Years this- <laughs> right? So label it and date it, and then, you know, just have one, you know, when you're, you've had a crazy busy week. I know this week I have, mm-hmm. I have a crazy busy week, and I want to have guests for Shabbos because it's me, my husband, and I have one nine-year-old at home. Yep. No. Right? So I'm like, I want to have company. So I already know I have ribs in my freezer. That's I make some really roasted vegetables, smart. my stuff from my farmer's market, soup in the freezer, and I'm done. That's very smart. That's a really good tip for busy moms who are working and don't yeah. have the time to fuss around. If you're already making something once, make a few and store it. I need to do more of that because right. that's like forward thinking. That's very, very <laughs> smart. Good to do. Yeah, I'm a little older, so I've had a, a little bit more experience. No, that's but... a really smart idea, though, because then you're you're saved. When it's right before Shabbos, all you have to do is just prep your side dishes and you're, you're good to go. Right. Also, desserts freeze really beautifully. Soups, yep. you said. Meatballs, stuffed cabbage, mm-hmm. anything in a sauce. Right. Chickens, Susie Fishbines, and I told this to Susie once, her cranberry chicken. I've made thousands of her cranberry chicken. Oh, yes. Thousands. I have used to make that for clients sometimes yeah, also. Yeah, because freezes amazing. Yum. Sometimes, like, you can prepare everything. Mm-hmm. Don't cook it. Freeze it. And then Defrost the chicken fresh. and then cook it fresh. That's yep. another great tip. Mm-hmm. Like. Also for, like, cookies. You could even take, like, cookie dough and right. freeze it and then just bake it right before. Right. They sell cookie dough. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's the same concept, but you're making it yourself with less schmutzy ingredients Exactly. In it. Homemade. Homemade. You can't beat homemade. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so what was the process like writing the book? Did you find it very stressful? Was it? It was the most stressful thing I've ever gone through, I think, because it was fast. Um, so fast. Um, I, I feel a, like... <laughs> a big thanks to Melinda Strauss for keeping me together. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, work-wise, my husband was amazing. Like he's really neat and clean, and yep. the house was during the photo shoot upside down. Oh, like, I'm sure, we had to go out for all our meals over Shabbat for like two, three weeks. Oh so that was God. cool. Thank you, all my friends. And, and h- how many recipes would you shoot in one day? You're cooking like ten different recipes. Yeah. So oh. you photo shoot. So th- let's talk about like the de- the photo shoot day. So everything had to be made fresh. Oh my gosh! And That's then all the work right there. You're right. doing all that, and then and then photographed. So we did. I think the first day. Okay, you ready for this? Oh, no. When we told Gadalia's Lodowitz, the publisher of Arts Girl, huh? um, we did 17 recipes our first day. No, you didn't. I promise you, it was not normal. 
17 Every, recipes. We did at least 15 recipes a day. What? And you we cooked shot those all the day before? Or that day, or we, we kind of had a system. That's amazing. Mitzvah when you do yours, I'll help you with yours. <laughs> I, I'm going to call you because Yeah, yeah, me, me Melinda, and Miriam will move Team. into your house wow. yeah, with you. That's it's, amazing. It was, you know, the process beforehand was, you know, Miriam and I got together and she helped me like, everyone knows I'm a terrible writer, so I really needed help with the writing and Miriam was an amazing partner in crime with that. She's um, been Melinda through it well. also, right? And she's also been with through it. Like I know I could turn to her. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, she's the photographer. She's not the author. She did give me some recipes and Melinda as well and some other friends. But um, it was quite a process of writing the head notes and, you know, I would drive out to Lakewood and Miriam would help me tweak and, you know, with my grandma because I write like I speak. So <sighs> it sounds good but doesn't always write or read well. Uh-huh. So my husband's amazing at that as well. When we're in Israel, he was reading through everything. Oh, my gosh. Um, proofing, proofing, proofing. The proofing killed me. Oh <laughs> That's the hardest part for me. Um, but we worked really hard, had a great team. Um, Shana Aaron, Leia Jaroslowitz. I'm, I'm going to leave someone out. I don't mean to. Uh, the Blander girls, um, Miriam and, and um, Reva and, and just different friends came by. Chaya Suri Leitner. Oh, yeah. Spice Fine. and Zess came by and, and Honey Applebaum came by. Atem Benath came by. Everyone kind of rolled up the sleeves. I felt like it was a community so coming nice. together. Um, really. Like Elizabeth Kurtz was a very helpful with her advice. She also she has the cookbook Celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it was fun. People just kind of stopped by. Naomi Ross stopped by to say hey and see Such what's going on. Amazing food community. It, re- like. it really, it's it's really. I'm truly blessed, and the amount of people that came to the book launch, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, people really slept to come to that. It was in Gomeglat. Really a big thank you to Gomeglat and Chapanash for uh, doing the book launch for me. Um, they were incredible. They let me and Melinda get into the kitchen. Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you to Albert Bijou. And you prepped all those yeah. samples. And yourself. Albert Bijou came from um, Quartzite Grill to, you know, help us and, and Bosch, uh, Bosch Boschnack. Bosch Boschnack. Bosch Bosch. You know, Bosch, you know Bosch, Bosch from our f- little foodie Chevra. I don't know her. Him. Him. It's a guy. Bosch. Bosch. He's like, does specialty meats. So, um, Thank you, Bosch. Yeah. So he came and he helped us uh, serve stuff. So it was really incredible. But um, That's amazing. And and to my friends, Alison Gross and Rivka Boyman and Cheryl Friedman, they were just like, you know, so, uh, always there for me and my neighbours. Everyone got thanked in the book, but, you know. And everyone got to taste test. Who uh, were your taste testers? Uh, the people that made no one. The people that made the recipes, their families were the taste testers. That's, yeah, we didn't have tasting parties. There was no time for that. Yeah, you know, I forgot to mention my brother and and my friend Allison in the front of my book, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna. Well, we said we're gonna we got to reprint with an edit. <laughs> I felt horrible, but yeah, you have a lot going on. It's understandable. Yeah, it was it was really fast. So, well, good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, one last thing. Who are your culinary inspirations? I'm just so curious. What are you? Who do okay. you turn to? Where do you turn? Is it Pinterest? Very good. Is it Instagram? Which person do you? Okay. I, I have a lot. I mean, I follow like all our friends, you know, you and Khani and, and, and Chaya Suri, everyone. But when I when I go to the outside world and, and I see, I love Mediterranean food mm-hmm. and I love all that Israeli, you know, spices, spices and flavors and, yeah. and blends. And you see, I use it a lot. Um, so I definitely love the Ottolenghi cookbooks. Those are beautiful. Okay. I have the same cover, you know, that hard, soft I cover. I love that. So I have an amazing cover like uh, Yotam Ottolenghi's uh, books. Um, I love his food. Susie Fishbein, always. Mm-hmm. Noreen Galette's. Um, yep. I've been following her because my family's in Calf Canadian. Yeah. So um, I've known about her for a long time. Um, um, and Leia Shapira. I have her. Yep. I have a lot of her. I have all her books, but her, they're fresh and easy. I just love that book. Yep. Um, just really simple. People are telling me the feedback's been it's simple and easy. That's and what it's about. It, you know, it's gourmet and not gourmet. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, nothing. That's the thing. recipes, there are a lot of ingredients in there, but it's really good to take inspiration from. Right. That's exactly what I've done. I've taken inspiration mm-hmm. from it and, and just all, all, all the people, just the living in New York and traveling to Israel. And I take my inspiration from the world Different around places. me, local culture, keeping it simple and fresh. And yeah. okay, I do have some sugar in there, but there's no uh, soup mix exactly. in my book. There's no margarine in my book, which is, I think, probably the first place. Re- no margarine. There's no margarine. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. That makes me very happy because I don't use margarine. Yeah, yeah, I know. We remember I when we went to that. um to that um when we went to the restaurant um what for Food Network about? dinner. We went to the Food Network dinner together at Bison and oh, Bourbon, yeah, yeah, and we yeah. were talking to the dessert. The um, dessert. What's her name? Um, Ian Grinchpen. <laughs> yeah, and yes. she was saying that how to make like a kosher dessert. That's like very hard. 
not using butter or if you're doing a meat meal. So we're talking all about like butter and margarine. Yeah, and and and, and whip, <laughs> whipping coconut. So yes. I didn't I don't have that in the book. I feel like that was too advanced for me, but that is really yeah. really impressive and Congratulations on the book. Thanks, What a Dee. whirlwind. My it's gosh. It's crazy. It's really been a crazy couple of weeks. Well, so. Super successful already. Thank and you. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank and, you, um, Yeah. This is really cute. I love this. Like is fun. This. this is really I'll take great. over the show. <laughs> okay. So fun. Okay, next Thanks Purim, you're me. back. And in between, Dini's yes. going to come back. Can we keep our seats, EK? Do we need to switch back? Oh, I'm going to go feed my meter. You're going to feed your meter. Feed me too. Yes. So we I'm feed everything hungry. here on the lower We're going for lunch later. I'm excited. Okay, we're going for lunch. a new fun spot. Okay, that sounds good. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Dini. So uh, you you can come back and, yep. and we'll continue the conversation because we have, I don't know if you saw my Instagram story on Wednesday, but we had a little bit of a singing party in the studio. I'm going to take my notes back. Okay. So we have, as we said, an action-packed show in the beginning. Um, I know maybe Dini didn't say action-packed. I always start off right and I always say, my show is going to be action-packed. So we turn the ta- the tables on. Okay, I don't know the time left, ZK. <laughs> Where are we up to? I need to, I need to hop over to my regular seats. I'm going to just hop over. I'm going to switch microphones. This is going to be funny. Okay, I'm going to take this. Is that okay? All right, that's great. I had no idea how long the interviews go for, only unless I have my clock. And ZK is the best engineer. Keeps me on target. Okay, so um. Now I'm just going to pick up where I normally start off my show with. I just want to give a shout out to Upper Crust in Cedarhurst because my husband and I went for lunch on Sunday. I did four chop competitions this weekend. It was crazy. I did a 59th birthday, a bat mitzvah, a 30th birthday and a 40th birthday in a one and a half day period. I was like out of my mind. Um, A lot of dishes to wash, Um, but it was a lot of fun. Um, so he said, you're working too hard. I'm taking you out for lunch. And I had to squeeze in a book signing. So he goes, we went to Upper Crust and we ordered these mac and cheese balls that were amazing. So make sure you get to uh, Upper Crust in the five towns and have the mac and cheese balls. I just wanted to share that with you. But now I'm going to introduce my next guests. Um, I'm very excited to have them on the show. I've been part of, I've joined the team last year. I have, uh, Esther Katz from Camp Shoshanim. You can move up. Yonatan slash Johnny. I got that right? You got it right. I got it right. Schlagbaum. Schlagerbaumer. Schlaggy. Schlaggy. He's the assistant director at Nesher. And they are joining me today because um, I'm going to be joining the Susie Fishbein and Friends Culinary Institute at Camp Nesher, Camp Shoshanim. It's called Susie Fishbein and Friends. Um, friend. So I was there last year and I'm very excited. And when Susie asked you to come back, it's like, woohoo, I was very excited. So um, we thought we would talk about the Culinary Institute and about the awesome camp um, that they have going in the Jersey Y camp. So welcome, Esther. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Johnny slash <laughs> Jonathan. Johnny, what do you want to be? Johnny. 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 Because, Johnny, you whoops. know, yeah, he does a lot of stuff. We're going to talk to Johnny about his exciting stuff. We Maybe he'll sing for us. Oh. On the Nachum Siegel Network. We are a music you, you show. Know, usually when I'm here at the Nachum Siegel Network, usually around marathon time, I am singing. So, uh, I don't know. This is usually when they used to hold the marathons around about now. So, you know, maybe we will sing. Maybe. We'll see. You have a very nice voice. Even your speaking <laughs> voice. It's a great voice. Yeah, but it's always a toss-up, you know, whether we want Johnny or Jeff. You have a, it's, <laughs> Uh-oh, it's pressure. Jeff's competition. Right. Yeah. Wait. Doesn't Jeff also sings though? Yes, that's the point. Yeah, yeah we, we're, I, I think we're called sing the singing. Off, we're, sing off. We're called the singing directors, and uh, oh, that's very cute. Isn't that ironic? There was a TV show called The Singing Detective. That's not you, right? That's probably before my time. It was British on the BBC. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Were they really singing? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I'd be the eating detectives. Let's be the eating detectives. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> we detect all the good food around New York City. Okay, so Esther Katz, welcome. Back to the network. You were here last no, year. You didn't come. I wasn't. I couldn't. I was. I think I was in Israel. Yeah. Actually. Lucky you. I think I was. And you just yeah. Mazel Tov. You just had a new grandchild born I in Israel. I do. I do have a new grandson. Yes. Yeah. Well, so we He's couldn't. Really we couldn't uh, do the show a couple of weeks ago because right, you were in Israel. I, yes, I was. And Susie was, I think, in Israel at the time doing the. Um, she does a uh, foodie tour of Israel. Yeah, she, I think she travels almost as much as you do. Yeah. If such a thing is possible. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go on Susie's foodie tour. Maybe we're going to work on that for next year. 
I think that we're doing that in camp. No, we're not doing not going with no. Yeah, we might. <laughs> Let's do that. Foodie tour of Pennsylvania. You actually have a good pizza store near there. And the Hearst Potato Chip Factory is there. Oh, really? It's not far? I've it's been very there. far. It's three hours away. Oh, okay. That's well, about there's Turkey Hill ice cream also. I don't know how far that half is. Half an hour. Oh, okay. In Honesdale. That's good. Okay, that's not bad. But we have ice cream. Okay, that's we good. We have ice cream and pizza. All right. And sushi. And, and sushi. And, and, and the best sushi. thing you have is you can come to the Suzy Fish Buying Culinary Institute and you can learn how to make all that. You can. Oh, okay, yeah. so you can. let's talk about the history. How come Suzy ended up had, who asked her to begin? Like, tell us the whole history of how this all came together, Suzy and the New Jersey Y-Camps. So, actually, the history begins almost 100 years ago. Oh, Susie's that old? She looks pretty good. <laughs> I thought she was like a bit older than me. I didn't well, realize she was that much older. Go, Susie. Um, New Jersey Y started almost 100 years ago. They started with a group of camps that were culturally Jewish. In Pens- New Jersey Y camps bought land in Pennsylvania, just over the border in Pennsylvania. We started with three or four different camps. Um, the idea was that kids would come out as better human beings and wanting to lead some form of participatory Jewish life. Because for many kids... There was, no, there was no other connection to being Jewish. There was nothing else for them. This brought them the idea of we love being Jewish. We love who we are. We want, to, we want this to, to continue and to be part of our lives. Um, 35 years ago, we started a camp for children with special needs. And Beautiful. We start, yeah. What's it called? It's called Round Lake Camp. Okay. And we've actually changed the model a little bit. It's now an inclusion camp. It's a fully inclusion model. They're it's doing phenomenal. that a lot now. It's inclusion. phenomenal. Um, so Round Lake Camp started 35 years ago, and then we started, and I, I have to laugh when I say this, we started a camp for senior adults, ages, pardon me as I choke, 55 and above. 55 is not a senior. It is no longer a senior. It may have been, a, I'm going to smack you <laughs> if you keep laughing. Um, so that was our other camp. 21 years ago, 22 years ago in 95, in the fall of, fall of 95. Ooh. Fall of 95, um, someone on the board said, well, you know, you say you serve all the Jewish population, but what about the Orthodox population? You don't have a camp for Orthodox kids. And so in the summer of 1996, we opened Camp Nesher. Oh, I didn't realize it's such a new camp it still. It is summer of 1996. We're, we're entering year number 22. Mm. Oh, that's a baby camp still. <laughs> well, right, when you think about how old, I know Dora Golding's probably over but, 90 years old and all the... Those, um, Sternberg, yeah. thank you. And, and Even I went to Sternberg, yeah. Okay, so, you, you know, they're, they're old, older right, camps, they're older. but 22 years old is still a baby camp. That's right. So we started 22 years ago. Uh, Jeff, our first year, Jeff Braverman was the boys' head counselor and the assistant director. Oh, look at him now. <laughs> he was a little baby in those days. And, um, I mean, with all due respect, sorry, Jeff, you were not a baby. You just looked young. And um, <laughs> I, I was the little baby. <laughs> you were the little baby. Um, so that was 96. He was the boys' head counselor. I was the girls' head counselor in 96. Um, and I'm really, I promise you, I'm getting to the Susie Fishbine. No, it's okay. I'm, I'm loving this. And I then, love history. I love history. And I'm a big camper. Everybody knows. Yeah, you have to listen to this because everyone who knows me knows I love camp. Um, Nesher's a phenomenal camp. It really is. I was there for 13 years. My daughter met her husband there. He was oh. one of the Israeli shlichim who came over. Oh, my God, that is so history. nice. Yep. Oh, it's going to get even nicer. It's going to get even nicer. And I tell her that I met my wife yes, there. Yes, you did. <gasps> yes, you did. Well, camp romance. <laughs> we have how many couples now? Uh, we're on we're on 20s. 26. <gasps> 26 Camp Nesher couples. 26 Camp Nesher couples. Solving I, the Shidduch crisis one couple at a time. I so, love that. So I came in year number two. My first year was 98. I was there for about... So you number three. On oh, number sorry. three, Sorry. Um, I was there for seven, eight years as a camper, staff member, head staff member. I met my wife in my uh, second to last summer there, mm-hmm. and we ended up getting married two, three years later. Uh, How we, old were you? We were, let's see, I'm when turning you... 33. So oh, I, we were, we were tw- young! <laughs> we were 22 when we got married. Oh, very nice. He's friends with my kids. So, oh, that's so cute. So yeah, and then I am now back at camp 12 years later. Mm-hmm. As the assistant director. What have you been doing in between? Ooh, what have I been doing in between? Well, I'm originally from Toronto. And when I met my wife, I realized that if I wanted to make it anywhere in the Jewish music industry, I'd probably have to take the talents to uh, the tri-state area. To the Nacham Single Network. (laughs) There you go. To Jame and the AM. (laughs) So um, I'm a singer. I'm a Jewish wedding singer. I'm on the scene and... uh, you could probably see me singing at bar and bat mitzvahs and weddings all the time. He's going to do a couple of bars for us. Uh-oh. 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 We, 
you have to check out Naomi Nachman's Instagram account <laughs> because we already have a. I, uh, I have to save it. Can we? Yeah. Did ooh. you record it? What are, Go what it. Did you play it? Play it. What am I supposed to wait? Go. Reverb. 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 Do it. Can, do you have it? No. Is he got it on? Should I sing the same song? Yeah, Go do it. To, We're gonna have, have We're having a little concert. <laughs> Et record, et record, et record. Kulanu b'simcha, lilanu alayla. Et record, et record, or vahor. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, I'm done. That was awesome. <laughs> Actually, once we had a guy sing on the show. Remember the Cantor Mitch? That was great. So you were our, our actually our second All singer right. singer on the show. That was absolutely fantastic. You have a beautiful voice. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. So if people actually want to hire you, you can go to find you, you on. You can find me on Facebook, Johnny Schlagbaum. Uh, you can find me on my website, yonatanschlagbaum.com. <laughs> it's funny, Johnny Yonatan, yes. That's uh, why I was making the joke at the beginning. Uh, your yeah. mom calls you Yonatan, right? My mother calls me Yonatan. Pretty much everybody in my family except for my wife calls me Yonatan. Um, I don't know. The nickname Johnny just stuck. You came, to, ca- you came to camp. I was Johnny. I was Johnny. Right. Definitely Johnny. Well, now you're going to get working on your Instagram because that's where it is right now. There you go. Instagram is the place. Right, Dini? Dini's nodding. Dini is like, <laughs> we love Instagram. Dini tells us because the young folk are on Instagram. It's the, but the, the old folk. The even younger are on Snapchat. Okay, right. so let's bring it back. <laughs> so bringing it back. Bringing so it back. So after we started Camp Nesha, just so that my daughter would have a place to meet her husband and Johnny would have a place to meet his wife. Um, I was there for 13 years, and one of the things that we always joked about, except it wasn't a joke, is that girls with girls are different than girls with boys. And so eight years ago, we started Shoshanim, which is our all-girls camp. You want to talk about a baby camp? It's our all-girls That's camp. That's a real baby camp. It is. It's, I mean, thank God we've started with, we started with 70 girls from mostly the East Coast of the United States, and last year we opened with 240. It's, a, it's amazing. States. It is. It, it, thank God. It's really, we've got some amazing staff, amazing kids. We'll get back to our amazing staff in a minute. But one of the things when, when our executive director, Len, um, continued the tradition, he's been there for over 25 years of working with the camps, is because you're a Jewish camp, you don't expect second rate, you don't get second rate. There's nothing. The world is open to us. We want, for our, we want many of our campers, we want all of our campers, to find positive Jewish role models and to be proud of who they are. And so several years ago, we started something called Total Specialty Camp for campers who want to come, in all our camps, campers who want to come and spend a week, for example, doing basketball. And so you can play basketball with Herb Brown, who's a former NBA coach. And you can, oh yeah. That's so cool. And lacrosse was with Max Siebold, who was the Nike lacrosse spokesman. Um, You can do swimming with Lenny Kreselberg, who's an Olympic swimmer, Olympic gold medalist. You can do swimming. And we said, well, that's the level and the expectation of everything that we have in camp is you can do everything at a really high level. Jeff and Susie are friends. They know each other from the neighborhood, from the old country, from home. And from New Jersey. From, yeah, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> the Alta home is Vilna, you know. <laughs> this is the almost Alta home. And um, Jeff has always talked about Susie and always talked about what she did. And, and um, magically one day, uh, Len said, you know what? We talk about all these other specialty camps that we have and we do it in sports and we do it in, in the sciences and the arts. Culinary arts is something we've never explored before. And so last year, in anticipation of this program, once we, uh, once we decided we were doing, we built a culinary arts center, which is located in between Camps Nesher and Shoshanim. It has 24 stations for, for our campers. It has a teaching station. It's amazing. I mean, you were there. It's just... Uh, I, I can't even describe to you. I should suggest maybe you go on to the uh, Camp Nesha website, uh, Camp or the Shoshanim website. Yeah, both of us. Um, see on their Instagram page. You know, I've been teaching cooking for a very, very long time. And when Susie had this idea, she called me up. She was jumping out of her skin with excitement. I wish if you are watching on our, our Nakam Siegel Net YouTube channel, just watch us because... I want to just, I want you to see the expression on my face because it's unbelievable what Susie did. She she took, you know, usually when you go to culinary classes or you give a challah bake, it's a table and with a tablecloth on, you get a bowl and, you know, you have to go wash your hands outside and there's no sink in the room and it's just, a, you know, it's fun but it's not serious education and this is what you're getting. You are learning everything it is 
the most beautiful kitchen that I have worked in professionally. Even, like I said, it just kills me that 10 months a year it lies fallow. It's Schmitter. It's Schmitter. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's really unbelievable. Um, and and it, it she took something that an idea that she had in her head, and she created yeah, with. We met. We met with an architect. We have an architect we work with, and we planned it. We laid it out. We sketched it out. We looked at the available space. We looked at what she would want, how she would want it, whether the people should face forward or face the side. A mirror over the teaching station. It's really set up. She's. A perfectionist. Yes, she is. Down to a T. She 100%. knows exactly. Yes, she is. I mean, she has amazing experience, but she's also a teacher. She, she has is. she has a BA in education. That's what made part of the cooking institute, the culinary institute, so amazing. Besides the food, and we can get to that in a minute. Um, everything was a teachable moment. It wasn't about uh-huh. how to. It wasn't about baking. Co- although cookie making cookies is always fantastic, and yes, you can freeze the dough. I do that also. <laughs> But it's about. Yeah, but yeah, it's about. Baby. It's about if you take, for example, spinach and ricotta. What you can do with it, you can make. Whether you're making a quiche with it, whether you're filling medica- whether you're filling shells, whether you're stuff piping things. She taught them knife skills. Taught them how to work in a kitchen. What and is, how young are these kids? They're learning this. My youngest are entering third grade. Eight years old. Eight years old. Learn how to hold a knife. Learn how to hold a knife. Learn how to chop. Learn how to roast vegetables. You talked about your, your new cookbook, and Pesach is a time for We cooked healthy. I don't, I don't want to promise you that there was no margarine. I don't remember. But I don't remember. <laughs> no, Sorry. there was probably I'll not because it's, it's a milchah kitchen. It's part, right, milchah kitchen. It's a milchah kitchen. Right. There was no, right. there was no margarine. <laughs> there was no. <laughs> Do you remember, anybody remember Crisco? Uh, vegetable short? I don't know. Okay. You know what I use Crisco for? I have a cast iron pans, and I use the Crisco to, to rub it, <laughs> to season it. But otherwise, ugh. But the, the Culinary Institute is a teaching mo- – it's more than a teaching moment. It's a teaching day. You come in and you are immersed. You're surrounded by this environment of – I am, and you come in and you put on your chef coat. It's serious. It's not – and that's part of when New Jersey Y does things. We're not doing it halfway. We're doing it properly. You come in, and Susie was adamant about that, and she's right. Because when you dress a certain way, you feel a certain way. So you come in, you put on your chef's coat, which has the Susie, which has the logo of the institute on it, and all the utensils that you use are at your station. It's your station. You're responsible for making sure that it, that you clean up after yourself, that you have your things. You're learning how to how to work together, how to work as a team, how to work individually, how to create, how to use all your senses to explore the world around you. And that's that's what cooking can do for you. And she's, as you said, Susie's a teacher. If you're making something as simple as lemonade, you can taste, you can touch, you can feel, you can smell. Same thing with everything else you make. All the senses are involved. It's just, it, I'm making circles with my hands. It's just, it's an all-encompassing experience. You have to watch Esther's face <laughs> as she talks too. She she's pulling me in. She's, I am so honored to be a part of this. You are, you are. A valued, valuable, amazing part. You walked in. First of all, the accent is amazing. <laughs> That's that that will do it. That in and of itself, the act it does. Thank you. We can have a discussion about that later. But. So, one. I mean, there's a couple stories. I, I wasn't there this past summer. Like I said, see this summer. Yes, and, I oh, will. <clears throat> we have a good time. I spent the whole summer feeding Jeff. And you could be sure. You whole, could be I sure there for four days. that I will be venturing into the Culinary Institute daily. Oh, oh yes. Um, so a couple of stories. When I when my niece and nephew, who are in Camp Nesher, when they came back from camp, they were in the Culinary Institute this summer. And I walk in on a Friday afternoon, and they're sitting there in their kitchen, and both of them are there making food. And I was like, did you guys learn? Like, And I saw folders on the table with the recipes right in front of them, and they're there chopping cauliflower and chopping squash and tearing out squash and doing squash spaghetti and all that stuff, you know. So, and I was just amazed that they came back with all these skills, and they're there helping their parents make Shabbos for the entire family. They they, they didn't make any of the main dishes, but they were making all these side dishes for the entire, that was a huge hit. And then Susie's famous for that. I mean, famous for so many things. I have the cutest story. So I'm I'm sitting there on Facebook. I'm scrolling through my Facebook page, and I see um, one of our new campers' parents posted on Facebook a picture of her daughter holding up a sign that said Susie Fishbine. It was a picture of Susie, and (laughs) and it was uh, it was a project that she did, and it said in the post, "This is part of the Bat Mitzvah project that my daughter was part of. They had to pick an Aishas Chayil." 
that oh, that yeah. uh, that they were that they looked up to. And so I know that this this girl is signed up for literally every Susie Fishbein and Naomi Nachman session <laughs> during the it. summer. And I look at it and I was like, I tagged Susie in the Facebook in the in the messages. I said, I said, this is the cutest thing ever. And this girl picked Susie as her Aisha Kyle as I'm her about role to model. Cry seriously, <laughs> <laughs> she really is. Oh my so goodness! So it, it's 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 just amazing. And then it doesn't stop there. Susie wrote in the post. Please get me this girl's number. I need to call her. And she reached out to her and basically made this girl's day. And you know what? This coming summer, she's going to walk in there and said, I'm the girl that, you know, you're, you're my role model. And there's such an opportunity for the kids. And you, you think of all the role models they have in their lives, whether it's their parents, uh, whether it's the rabbis and teachers in their lives. And you know what? Susie Fishbein, she is world-renowned cookbook extraordinaire yeah, and yeah. and she's going to be there this summer as well as Naomi and it's just an amazing opportunity for the kids to learn lifelong lessons not just skills in the kitchen but people they can look up to I'm going to add to that because we had Susie speak to our girls one Friday night um, I always look for positive female role models for my girls at Shoshanim and Susie spoke and she said things that seem so simple and obvious but they're not she said when someone asked her to write a cookbook, she said, and she agreed, she said, just say yes. Opportunities are there for you in life. As a girl, as a Jewish woman, opportunities are there. Just reach out and grab them. Don't be afraid to say yes. And number two, she said, take yourself seriously. If you don't take yourself seriously, no one will. No one right. will. Yeah. And so the lessons, as you said, truly a role model, and our girls have embraced that. And they walk in, they walk in proudly. They walk in proudly in Naomi when they came out of you. And yes, some of them, I'm sorry, some of them did, did come out with an Australian accent just a little. <laughs> but they walk out feeling good about themselves. Right. Success breeds success. When you find something you love, when you can find an affinity, when you can leverage your affinities, you're a different person. School is a great place for kids to do well in school. I am a math and science geek. I apologize to the world. Really? I, I, do ma- I have math crossword puzzles in my bag. I do. I am. Esther. I am. I do. I am. I, I, I'm I, the opposite. <laughs> I lived for camp. The only thing I was good at was going to camp. I went to camp since I'm eight. I'm still going to camp now at, at Nesha Shoshana. I'm in different capacities and I'm going to be 47 this summer. So you're still a baby. I'm still. <laughs> no, but I've been going to camp for 40 so, years. I love camp. Speaking of camp though, the Culinary Institute, the Susie Fishbine and Friends Culinary Institute, it's a camp within a camp. Yes. Because, oh, it's a little because subculture. Because Nesher and Shoshanim. I'm going to blow my nose. I'm so <laughs> She's a little fuck clamped. Nesher and Shoshanim, they still, you know, Nesher is a, is a co-ed modern Orthodox camp. And Shoshanim, Shoshanim is an all-girls Orthodox camp. Correct. And, but it's as part of the daily sessions, yes, the kids are going to the Culinary Institute, but then there's so much more that camp has to offer. I mean, my greatest years, my greatest memories are being in camp, mm-hmm. meeting my wife in camp. <laughs> Um, and Isn't that cute girl across the lawn? <laughs> Actually, they were friends for a while first. We were, we were. You so were friends cute. for a while first. We're I'll friends. pull up some old pictures somewhere. I must have them somewhere. So, so the kids, I mean, they're still, they're playing sports. They're in arts and crafts. They're at the waterfront, jet skis, water trampolines. They, wow, we have, you we, have a lot to we offer. We do, we do. Arch, archery. Lot. I run a science program, back to me, Miss Geek. <laughs> for people who want it why not right no why tests not? no lab reports no right. homework just have fun you know what when my um, daughter that's in seminary she's 18 when Gabby was very little she used to love doing science experiments in my house I actually Did sent her to us, burn? No. Uh, all kinds of crazy <laughs> things she'd do nuts crazy things I sent her to a science after school program see see I wonder if she remembers that <laughs> But as, as, as Johnny said, that's, that's what camp is, whether it's sports or athletics or aquatics or it's, it's learning or it's whatever it is. And Susie and you, it's a world experience. It's not testing. It's not homework. It's a camp within a camp. It's a and world let's not forget, in and of itself. Let's not forget Shabbos because if Shabbat. Anybody, anybody... And Shabbat. Also Shabbat. Shabbat and Shabbos. Yes. Depends um, which side of... No, it just depends where I come from. Oh, I say Shabbat. So do I. But I say Shabbos. But right. Hebrew is my first language. So oh, really? Yes. You grew up in Israel? No, I grew up in, long story, I grew up in America, but Hebrew is my first language. Oh, okay, cool. It, it, there's and nothing, he grew up in Canada, so. Uh, yeah, so it's Shabbos, <laughs> and then when I moved here, it's Shabbos. Oh, but, that's uh, right. Yeah, good one. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's nothing like experience a Shabbos in camp. There's the ruach, nothing the like energy, it. The ruach, the yeah. energy. When kids come home from camp, 
and we speak to the parents afterwards. We speak to some of the parents in the campers, and we ask them, what was your favorite part of camp? And when they say Shabbat, you know you've done something right. Right. I, because I we teach, Judaism so often is taught, I think, as, as the things, you know, Shabbat is things you cannot do, and Kashrut is you cannot eat. Well, in our culinary institute, you can eat everything, and we do. And Shabbat is the day when you can do. And there is that, that extra added level of excitement and of fun and of having joy for who we are. I've always loved Shabbat in camp, and I oh. think keep, keeping from kids from giving them beautiful Shabbat experiences is the biggest challenge of them all. The greatest role models right. in my life were my counselors and, and me and Esther <laughs> and Jeff. They were the greatest role models in my life. No, they, it's they true. Shaped, they shaped me for who I am today. Oh. I mean, I grew as a person. I came to camp as a Canadian, a Torontonian, literally not knowing anyone. I was in Mosheva for, for years, you know, in Canada, and my parents were like, why don't you try out Camp Nesher? You're, you know, your older siblings are there, and I came there, and the rest is so history. Aaron came this. Aaron and Zina came. Aaron, Aaron came the first year. My sister was Dina's in the second, second year, and I yeah. came the third year. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzi Pan Bakery. One taste is all it takes. Our show is also heard on Arut Sheva English Radio. We are sitting in the studio. We are talking. We are singing. We have had a great, great. 45 minutes, and I didn't even realize that I hadn't done my uh, <laughs> my uh, um, station ID. <laughs> there you go, ZK. It's like, yeah, you got it right. Oh, Dini Klein, uh, we d- turned the tables on me today for Purim Nahafahu. Am I saying it right? You know, my, the different accent there. So um, we've had a great show, and, and we're talking about camp, and my fondest memories growing up, my best friends um, – from life have come from camp. I love, I love the whole camp life. I'm not such an academic, so camp is something I live for. Camp in Australia. Let's get things in perspective. Went to Bene Kiva camp. We had a winter camp. It's basically like an extended Wait, winter, Shabbaton. Australia winter or America winter? Um, Australian winter it was July. We went to camp from Wednesday to Sunday. That was camp, <clears throat> like an extended Shabbaton. But we lived for that camp. Loved camp, and then we went to summer camp. You know how long summer camp was? Ten days. We talk about camp like it was like five months, but it was really 10 days in our lifelong friendship, small communities. And Sydney and Melbourne, we would get together, B'nai for camps as we got older in high school. They would merge the camps. It's, it's an incredible experience going to camp. And I was talking with, you know, I sent my kids to camp at a young age. They went to Camp Dina for a couple of years before Shoshanim started. And I started a culinary institute for them there. Um, we called it Culinary Arts. It's not an institute. It was Culinary Arts. And we had a great time. And I really like to think I taught the girls some skills. Um, and it was an amazing experience. But camp for my kids and seeing my kids in camp. And I was lucky that I could watch my kids grow in camp. And they had incredible friends, lifelong friends that I see lifelong. They're only 22. Right? <laughs> they have life, incredible, they have really, really incredible friends. And now my youngest daughter, now I'm at Shoshanim, I'm so honoured that we are, I was asked to we join are you the guys. The honour is ours. Oh, thank you. I know Esther asked me pleasure. when you first started to come to Shoshanim, but my baby was like tiny. That's right, that was our first year. She of was first year, she was like right, a few little, months little. old. And I was already going a few days a week to Dina, so I, I couldn't come that, to Shoshanim. Right. It was another three hours. I'm like... One day well, I knew I, it would work out. One go. day right. I, we, knew I waited. It was going to be. It was worth the wait. So yeah, it was really. It was really. I'm really happy to be there, and I'm really happy that my she's going to be nine and a half. She's at the end of third grade. Um, she's going for the whole summer, but I'm only going to be there for four days. Don't think she's going because I'm there. I'm there for four days, and she's going to be joining us. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to be joining You'll my be daughter. Joining her, right? I'll be joining her, and she's registered for the Susie yes, Fishbine. And I can't begin to tell you how excited she is. I could put her here and interview her about her enthusiasm for um, coming in and, and being there. And she, she loves to cook. I think the whole foodie world, and, and Dina, you might agree with this also, um, you know, the food culture is on fire, the it's kosher food off. world. It's you have a microphone there, Dini, if you want to. Right? Like, I off. really feel that uh, Dini Klein is joining us. She started off the show in the last uh, 10 or she so minutes. She was Naomi then. She was, she was me was now. Naomi. Now Naomi. she's going to be Dini delivers from uh, Westchester via St. Louis with her real accent. Real accent. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, so, so, you know, Dini, what do you think of all this crazy food culture and kids getting into the food? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, I can't even tell you how many demos I do in cooking classes for kids. Kids really want this. They want to learn how to cook. I actually gave a bat mitzvah girl a shun knife as a birthday present, or as a bat mitzvah present. 
She's my neighbor, across the street neighbor, and we've done a bunch of classes together. She loves cooking. She'll cook an entire Shabbos meal for her family. She's amazing. Oh, Lucky a real Rose. budding future Big chef. shout out to you. Yeah. She would fit perfect. Yeah. In Camp I should really tell her about that. How old yeah. is she? She's 12. Perfect. Okay. Oh, you yeah. said mitzvah, yeah. She's okay. very, very impressive. And her mom said, she's like, I know she's looking for a new knife. I know she would love it. I felt so crazy giving a little 12-year-old a knife. But her mom was like, no, I give you permission. I got her knife engraved with her name on it. Oh, that's so nice. And it was like, she, she cried. It was like the most amazing gift I could have given her. But it's so cool. These kids are so into cooking. It's unbelievable. My, my daughter is, she's, uh, she's going to be turning eight this summer. Oh, cute. When she gets home from school, she okay. turns on the Food Network. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Really and good. and 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 she'll sit there and be like, "Is this what I'm going to do in camp?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, this is awesome. You're like perfect poster girl for the camp." So yeah. But yeah. but she's really sitting there and she's like, "Is this what we're going to do?" Like, and I'm like, "It's going to be something similar to that." I mean, there are, there are going to be lights and cameras everywhere. Right. But uh, we have kids lights nowadays. And they they love it. My camera. <laughs> it's really crazy what it's become with all like kids, the uh, chop competitions, the cupcake awards. It's become so these... cool to do it. Yes. It's, it's great. It's not, it's not like you're the fun. nerd it's... and like the choir or like the, the plays or whatever it is and the cooking home ec classes. It's like it's actually cool and trendy to do it now. Cupcake wars and chop. We're cool, I mean... Naomi. We're like, cool. Oh, you were <laughs> always cool. People just didn't know it. It's exactly. Right. Yeah. That's what, that's what I say. People didn't know I was cool. Uh-huh. But I, yeah, I see the whole indi- the personal chef industry is growing like crazy. I was doing this, I think this is my fourteenth year. There was like me and a few people doing cooking demos. You know, Susie, Jamie Geller, me. Now there's like, uh, yeah, I remember Jeannie, when I first got so started. Many. I remember I was researching who else is doing it. I started seven years ago, I think. I remember I was researching who else is a kosher personal chef in the area. And my mother-in-law sent me um, a little tear-out from one of the local newspapers in the five towns and said, the Aussie Gourmet, that was oh, the first time I so ever funny. heard of you. She saw your ad. She's like, yeah, this woman, I don't, I see her ad all the time. I guess she's doing it. I would reach out to her or see what she's doing, look at her menus. So that was the first time I ever right, and heard now, of you. And, and now there weren't are, so many people doing it. Right, and now and it's like, there's so many. And it's yeah, such a it's, different level of sophistication. When yeah. I was growing up, the only cookbooks were, you know, the... Um, you know, the shul cookbook, each lady in the shul exactly. gave it, which was great. I love those. They're it's great. The best <laughs> they're I'm great. A big fan. They're great. There were no pictures. There were no pictures. And sometimes, you know, the recipes were something to taste, which is fine if you know what you're doing. But if you don't know what you're doing, then to taste means they nothing. They say one glass yeah. of oil. Uh-huh. One glass. Right? Six what ounce, eight ounce. What is a glass? What, what was one a glass glow. of right. oil. Yeah. Right. But some of the, it's usually quite often they're the best ofs of people. So, you know. Or they've ripped it off from someone else. Exactly. That's, right. That's exactly. also possible. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to do that. We're going to keep it honest. And, you know, I can say that now that I'm a cookbook author. Uh-huh. Ah, the yeah, restaurants also so cool. take off. Restaurants, the foodie groups and the restaurants are also. Right. And that is, I think, also encouraging kids yeah. to want to be part of this whole culture, the food culture. Definitely. It's definitely upped. Up the game. Mm. The Encourage world. me to eat. Definitely, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I really cannot wait until you come to Camp Naomi. What? I mean, could you... You want a Vegemite sandwich, just, don't you? Give, give me, give me a little taste of what Marmite. these kids can Marmite, expect. Marmite, Vegemite. Okay. I mean, what did you make this last summer? What did I make last summer? Marmite toasties. Marmite, Vegemite sandwiches. I promise you, I'm not bringing Vegemite. Okay, so that's a great question. So what did we do? So I did fish. I, I write a lot of fish recipes for okay. Aussie's Fish, uh, which is I got um, different um, in different commissaries in different supermarkets. Um high quality fish so I did some recipe writing for them so I took some of those recipes but so we did a fish class right the kids so, loved fish who would think the kids, right the so girls we, loved fish so I took four techniques four cooking techniques with fish okay so we fried everyone was laughing because I love to fry and we got love some, fried fish okay great so we did fried <laughs> fish we did raw fish we did sushi and we did baked fish so you we made sushi with the kids yeah that's awesome yeah so we, we do, we take each topic of food and we give it every different type of cooking technique with it. So, um, okay, so that was the fish day. Then we did, I'm just trying to think, it's, it's, it's been almost a year, um, egg cookery, right? So what did we do? I showed the kids how to poach an egg. Boil an egg. You know how hard it is to get a boiled egg right without I still, that, I cannot, still, I still without that green egg. foam? Well, guess what? Imperfect for Pesach. How can I not include an egg tip in there because, you Are know, we going to be able to use any of the recipes from Perfect for Pesach in the Culinary Institute? Oh, we're going to have to. Oh, definitely. definitely. Well, we made shakshuka. 
We right, did. because we took, awesome. we took the that was poaching delicious. technique, which we I I, showed, I made the kids all poach their own eggs till they got it perfect. Um, but we took a poached egg and we put it inside the shakshuka. Right, so we I wanted like every day we made crepes with eggs. Like we wanted a full set of skills going across the board in whatever theme that we did. Um, then we did, and then there was one day it was towards the end of my four days there. We, I saw that we had a lot of vegetables and the. Next week was going to be baking. And they didn't need all these vegetables. I never waste anything. So I took – it's from actually from my book, which I didn't really have a recipe for. But the I had book to wasn't around it. yet, so no. it was before the so book. I, before the, I took the concept. That's <laughs> the recipes in the book, the kitchen sink vegetable soup. And I showed the kids that we don't waste food. As from Jews, we cannot waste food. As, as, hum, as humans, we cannot waste food. So I showed them how you take all these vegetables and you make a soup or how you make a sauce out of them. Nothing goes to waste. And I showed them it. And, and they got the lesson of, you know, how important saving food is. And, you know, if something's rotten, it goes in the garbage, of course. But, you know, hey, you know, if it's about to go bad, make kitchen sink vegetable soup. Because everything's a teachable moment. Right. That's what it is. It's fun. And they don't, in spite of, they're learning in spite of them. And that's how we looked. And mm. I always say, especially when I do chop competitions, they're all... Um, team building exercises because they share a sink. Everyone gets their own station, but between each girl is a sink, right? Um, the sinks are on the side. They're on the side. But each row gets a sink. There's each row gets and a sink. Yeah, and burners. And burners. But every row gets a few burners, yes. right? So they, um, you know, they had to, you know, sometimes wait or share or take turns. You know, even even when I do cooking classes in, in – um, you know, either in Dino or privately in people's homes. I want kids to learn turn taking. It's such we've lost our everything is. Uh, I need it now. Give it to me now, Magia Lee. You know, everything is coming to me entitled. But in the kitchen, it can't be right now. It has to be slow and patient and waiting a turn. And that's what we're doing at Shoshana Manesha at the Susie Fishbine Institute. You did one other thing, by the way, Naomi. I, I'm sure you remember. You did a chopped competition <laughs> as part of our okay. color war. I, as part I of our cannot, color war, I as part of our color war, we had a chopped competition. Am I bringing my stuff? I'm bringing my stuff. We'll again? talk. We'll talk. Okay, we'll talk. good. Yeah. I'll bring the minivan. Oh my gosh, no question about it. <laughs> that was amazing. We incorporated into color war. Whoever has chopped competitions in color when I, war. So I just How did awesome one. is that because of you? Because because of Shoshanim Nesher um, SKA in my neighborhood mm-hmm. when my kids went to high school, I ran one for them last week. Did you? Color war. <laughs> and amazing. I said on my Instagram page, I said it's just like I did in the summer. Right. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. Awesome. So, um, people are I'm completely intrigued by this. I can feel it. So let's. How do people find out what name that? Give them the website and the phone numbers so they can be in touch. Absolutely, we can start with our youngest, newest camp, Camp Shoshanim. S H O S H A N I M, and you can find us at campshoshanim.org. You can find us on Facebook. I believe you can find us on Instagram and that other thing that young people use. Uh, Snapchat? Uh, no, yep. Instagram. I know we're on Instagram, and I know we're on Facebook, and I know we tweet um, something that involves birds. Um, yeah. <laughs> and for our modern Orthodox camp for kids entering third through tenth grade, they can find us on the web at www.campnesher.org. N e s h e r dot org, and on Facebook, Camp Nesher, and on Instagram at Camp Nesher. And, uh, and if you see me at a wedding, come up to me. I'll talk to you about Camp Nesher and <laughs> the Susie Fishbine Culinary Institute and Friends. Wonderful. Um, and also, I just want to mention that it's – okay, I'm just checking the clock over here um, – that if you want to sign up, you don't automatically get this when you sign up to camp. You have to go in and sign up okay, yes. within that. And let's, and let's give a minute for that. So what's going to happen is, is that you, you, have to, you, you have to sign up for camp – and then it's it's a whole experience. You're in camp, and part of that camp experience is the Culinary Institute. If you are interested, I would probably act quick, as we Very only quick. have few spots available. We do. We've actually. Yeah. It's amazing how quickly people signed up, and girls registered for not just one session. They don't want to come just once. Some girls have registered to come more than once, or they want to come to work with Susie and to work with you. When you had you had girls last year who came. The, all four sessions that you gave, I think we had the same two or yeah. three girls who, two or three of the girls, they can't get enough of it. Right, So yes, right. absolutely. So you can sign up for my class, one class, two class, four yep. class, eight class, or Susie's, you can do that. It's a, a three-day cycle. It's a three-day cycle. So yeah. 
for Susie. Yeah. Wonderful. It's been fantastic. Dini, you're Ooh. a great imitating oh, me. Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> Johnny, thank you fun. so much for joining me. Esther, it's been great to really get to know you. Absolutely. I can't believe yes. camp is so soon. I cannot wait to get away and, and uh, get through the next couple of weeks and then head start uh, doing my curriculum with Susie for camp. Want to wish everyone a Shabbat Shalom. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nacham Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Mousy Pan Bakery. One taste takes it all. But we have music right up until Lich Benching, sponsored by our friends at Kedem. Shabbat Shalom. Happy Purim. Chag Sameach. Have a great day. Have a great Purim. <laughs>